Welcome to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Our mission is to bring you discussions on a wide array of topics in the coaching world to grow players on and off the court. You can connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and also reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Now, here's your host, Coach Mike Hernandez. Welcome back, and thank you guys so much for joining us, whatever platform you're listening on, wherever it is that you're listening from. Uh, I'm always amazed by all of the support that we get, uh, not just here within the United States, but all the people that we have who listen internationally as well. Uh, Always appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Really, 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 I'm grateful for for all of your support. Now, uh, today's topic is one that a few listeners requested that I have a guest speak about, so I'm really excited about that. And if you ever have topics that you would like for me to have a guest discuss, by all means, Sent, shoot out a message, Twitter, email, Instagram, shoot us a message, and uh, we'd be more than happy to make that happen. But as I said, today's topic is one that was requested, and it was the topic of coaching, for lack of a better term, what we would call like difficult players or tough players, or those players who maybe have an attitude, maybe who uh, have a little bit of an ego, or maybe just haven't bought into the whole team environment, and how we can work with those players, get the, get them bought in, uh, make sure that they have a positive influence to uh, be not only better people, but, but better teammates and, and hopefully better adults in the future. So we're going to talk today about, about coaching those, uh, you know, so-called tough players. So to help talk, talk about this, I am very happy to be joined by Coach Carlos Evans. Coach, how are you today? I'm blessed, Coach. How are you? Thanks for I, having me. I'm very happy to have you on here, doing very well and, and ready to kind of get into it, Coach. So let's go ahead and start with uh, an introduction to you, uh, your basketball journey, your coaching journey, and kind of where the game has taken you. Um, I, I'm, I'm a native of Hobson City, Alabama, which is a small town. Um, like, I guess you would say 35 minutes east of, of Birmingham. Um, my journey kind of started, I've been playing since since I was a kid, but in high school in the early 90s. And for me, I always knew I was going to be a high school coach. Uh, I, it's just something that I wanted to do. Um, but once I graduated in 1994, things took a turn for me to where I was actually headed in the wrong direction. I didn't go to, I didn't go to college. I actually got in some legal trouble and it just took my world into a, a world spin. It was, it was a very difficult time. Um, fast forward, I moved to Virginia in 2006. My wife is in the Army, and from there, I had a son who was in middle school when I started coaching Parks and Rec in Virginia. And, you know, one of the parents was like, man, like you, I, like you need, this is your calling. And it's, it, I guess it, he can tell by the relationships that I have with kids. Um, I, I just love kids. I think we have to pour so much into each, you know, every kid needs their own type of attention. So, you know, from there, I started coaching my son's travel team. And then in 2015, once my son graduated, I was given the opportunity to be a varsity assistant um, at James Monroe High School. And I worked my way up from varsity assistant to JV head coach. And this, this would be my 50th to varsity head coach. And needless to say, once I became, when I got into school in 2015, the principal came to me and said, 
Like, are you interested in teaching? I just see your relationship with the kids. You know, are you, would you be interested? And I had, I didn't start a career. Like, I felt like my past was, was, was all negative. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I didn't think that I could ever be a teacher. So she told me what I needed to do um, because I had already started going back to school and, and I ended up getting my bachelor's degree. And I'm a sports and entertainment marketing teacher and a personal finance teacher. And it's the best job in the world, man. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I don't, I, there's nothing else that I want to do. This is, this is me. I don't want to be a collegiate coach because where I made the turn for the worst, I want to make sure that I can help keep my kids on track when they graduate and give them everything they need, the tools they need to mm -hmm. be successful so they yeah. can avoid the pitfalls that I, that I, that I faced when I was young. And it's and it ties well into our topic when you talked about your idea of wanting to you know pour that love into kids and and right. the kids who 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 need that and and like you said kind of keep them on track and and make sure that they are in a position to probably make the best decisions that they can make uh, after high school and and go on the path that best suits them. So um, you know I, I'm with you too. I, I've had a couple people ask like, oh, do you want to coach like college or go to university? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I get to teach and I get to coach at a high school, and and it's to me like I can't think of a better job. I'm kind of in the same boat as you are, so we're, we're on the same wavelength with that, which is which is great. Now you talked about your teaching, and I, I found this personally interesting. So before we get into this topic, that you do teach uh, things about. Uh, personal finance as a finance educator. So I'm just curious, and, and, and maybe I could use some of this to talk to my players and other coaches can as well. I, I want to just talk, talk briefly about your work in, in finance education. And in your opinion, what do like teenagers, young players, what, what do they need to know about like their finances? What could even a basketball coach like kind of talk to them about to kind of get them in the right headspace when it comes to their finances? Well, I think, I mean, I know for a fact that a lot, every kid that come in my classroom, they don't see me as a teacher or a basketball coach. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. They know that I coach and I'm a teacher, mm -hmm. but the relationships that I seek to build with all of the students, it's, it's one that I feel like we're all a family. So it, it, I feel like I have their ears. And the first thing I talk to them about is, is success because my definition of success and theirs are going to be all, they're all going to be different. Mm -hmm. So, so when we talk about finances, there's so many things as far as insurance and, and, you know, 401ks, and it, it's, it's just a wide variety of things that they have to learn. But I tell them that a lot, they won't really understand it until they really get out there. Mm -hmm. And to make sure that they stay away from credit cards and how to use credit cards <laughs> to save your money. Because honestly, I'm one of those people that I, I value money, but money doesn't mean everything to me. Sure. And we have some students that's driven. They want the nice cars. They And, and I let them know that this, if you want this, education is going to be important, but you got to save. And, and you know, we only have so much time to talk about investments um, and things of that nature. But I, I, learn, I learn more from the kids than I <laughs> learn from me. Yeah. We have, a, we have kids that struggle financially, but then we have some that's pretty, you know, that they're, they're already invested. I had one kid last year that bought a boat. And I'm, I'm like, I never bought a boat, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but, but when it comes to finances, it's just to teach them to, to value money because you're going to need it to be successful and, and to save it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, money, money means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. I, I just told them that I'll be there. And if I don't know, I'll find this information out for you. Yeah. <laughs> because there's so much about finances that we all don't know. 
You know, I think we're sure. all. Sure. I mean, we're, we're, we're all learning all the time. And I think it's like, as you said, you know, I can learn just as much from them <laughs> as they can probably learn from me. And, and I think it kind of ties back into like, like you talked about, like knowing your players and like getting to know them and, and the kind of that family environment. And then you get to understand like, okay, like what's your goals? Like, what do you want to do? Like after high school? Okay. If this is what you want to do, well, what sort of financial situation do you need to be in? What sort of plan do you have to make in order for, for that to end up happening? And so um, I, I think it is interesting when you talk to talk to your players or talk to your students or whatever environment you're in to like really get a sense of like, hey, like, what do you, what do you want to do after high school? Like, where are you going to go? And, and what type of things do you want? And I've had players like you who like want like nicest car, nicest house in the world. But I've also had players who are just like, eh, Money's whatever. I mean, maybe their maybe their thought might change, but like some of them are not. Don't seem to be that motivated by money, and that's not a bad thing either. <laughs> no, that's not a bad thing either. All right. So now, with, with our topic here about this this concept of, of coaching, you know, tough players, I think that you know everybody kind of has their their own definition of, of what that means and and what that looks like for you. So um, this is something that you know you you mentioned that you do have experience about. So let's sort of start with, in, in your own words, let's sort of define it in your own words. Like what is a, a tough player? What, what is that to you? Well, there's two, I mean, there's two definitions. You have the, you know, where you have your rough and violent kids that you know, they're <laughs> yeah. tough. And then you have, you know, the kids that's strong enough to handle adverse situations. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that kid. Um, I think the latter, we all want those kids that's just tough mentally and they, you know, they, you can put them in any situation and they'll thrive because the, mentally they, they can handle it. But when it comes to tough players, as far as like, you know, the attitudes and, and, and things of that nature, I feel like every coach should have a standard. And I hear coaches say all the time, man, these kids are different. That, that makes me more upset than anything because I feel like us as coaches have changed. You know, we have to, you know, the old school coaches, they held us to a, to a standard. And I think we, the, the so-called new school coaches, we have, to, we have to start creating that standard to where, you know, if you get a kid, first of all, I always tell the kid, if you, if you want to play for us and you want to be part of our program, you have to meet our standard. Our standard is not going to reach you. Mm -hmm. and, and so a lot of times when I get a kid and, they, they end up making the team because they're basically faking change. <laughs> you know, once, you, once they make the team, you know, they, they're doing what they have to do to them, make the team. And you can kind of see that, you know, the attitude starting to rear their head. <laughs> yeah. You, you, have to, you have to hold them to a standard. And, and a lot of times, you know, they won't play. Some kids, you can run them all day, and that's not going to help. But a lot of times what I find is that you have to, you have to really sit down with that kid and to see why these things are happening. And I think that's the thing that's been beneficial to me is that I'm willing to take the time, me and my staff, to sit down with these kids to say, you know, this is what we see. And you're not going to be part of this program moving forward because of this. You know, I have to always protect my young players from older players that have these <laughs> attitudes. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's the big thing is just sitting down because a lot of times these kids, they're kids. And we often forget that, I tell teachers all the time, we, we often forget that we were young, the things that we used to do in school, you know. Mm -hmm. So I never forget where I come from and I never forget how I was as a, as a kid. So 
you know, I don't hold them to a st same standard that I would as an adult because I think kids, they, they all need attention. And a lot mm -hmm. of times that kid, I, I'll give a tough kid a, you know, maybe I say, I'm going to start you this game just to see how you respond because maybe that's why they're acting out. They feel like they should start. And, and you know, if it don't work well, it's like, you know, you, you got work to do. You know, don't don't blame that on me. You know? Yeah. Sure. It's, not a, it's not a one. Every, every kid is an individual. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to treat each as such. You know, you have to you have to really dive into each kid to see what's going on. Right. And, and, and what you talked about, I think, I think is, is really important, whether it's in the classroom or on the court, is about, about standards and, and what the standard is for you as a coach and the standard for you as a program. And I think that hopefully, whether or not, you know, the, that player right away kind of buys into it, at least they're aware of what that standard is. So I want to circle back to that for, for you and your program. What is the what are some of the standards that that your program sets so that you know even those those tough players have to know like okay at least I know like here's what the standard is what what are yours? Uh, first of all, they, they they have to be disciplined, and I don't do tr the trouble. Um, you know, you, you're not going to get into fights in school. You're not going to be disruptive in the classroom. Um, you're going to make it to class on time. You're going to make it to practice on time. Um, and I know everybody's circumstance is different where kids have to stay after and they can't make it or whatever. But I feel like we have, from the beginning, you have to, you have to basically draw a line and say, this is how we're going to do things. Mm -hmm. And every coach is different in what they expect. But I think we all can agree that we want our kids to basically focus on the academics. We want the academic. That's big. Um, that's first. Um, and then just character. And, and, you know, we can work out the other things, the, the basketball side of it. Because everything, everything, when we talk about standards, not necessarily basketball. We'll deal with that on the court. Mm -hmm. But it's the things outside of basketball. So I always tell the kid, if, if I go to just some random people that know you and I, I mention your name, what are the first things they're going to tell me about you? And, and that makes a kid think because they don't think that way. You know, but sure. it, it's, to me, our job is amazing because you get to see the growth in these kids. You get kids coming in as freshmen and to watch them mature. And they, you know they're going out into the real world and they, they're better because they come through your program. Mm -hmm. And they've learned so much. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time in the classroom with our team. Me being a teacher, I have that benefit of having a whiteboard. We get in there and we close the doors. And today this topic is about sex. <laughs> you know, today this topic is about gangs. This topic is about drugs. These are things that, that's out there awaiting you. How do you avoid you know, someone like me who I had two kids in high school by two different women. And this because I had no father in the house. Um, I wasn't educated. My mom had no idea what I was doing. And she, I mean, I have a great mom, but she was a mother of four working her butt off to trying to make sure we had food on the table. And I was just out here experimenting because that's what my friends were doing. And I had to pay a heavy price. And I think when kids hear that you have experienced all of this, Mm -hmm. their ears tend to open up and it's like, you know, a lot of times be like, he has no idea what he talk about. He never been in our shoes. And I tell them I've probably been in worse situations than y'all would ever be in. So, you know, a lot of times I do have that benefit of, of having experience so much and they really, I can relate to the worst of kids. And, and to, again, don't, don't want to, don't want to generalize, but, but with some of the experiences that you've had with, with some of these players who may be, um, 
you know, the, those so-called like tough players are the ones that need that, that extra love poured into them. In, in general, have you found that it's, there's a lot of other stuff that's going on outside of the court that, that it's important for you to kind of just be aware of and understand that maybe some of the way that they're acting is because of the environment of the circumstances outside of basketball? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, mo most of them, they, they, you know, I've had kids that come out and I've built that relationship and they come to me. And these are some of the kids that people will say the worst kids in the school. Those are probably the kids that I'm closest to um, because you know, they come to you and say, Coach, I, 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 I ain't going to be able to, to follow your rules, but I appreciate you. You know, and I still, to this day, you know, kids have gone on and they end up graduating and they still will call me and tell me they appreciate the talks that we had and, you know, kind of telling me the things that they have going on. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, a lot of times the kids, you know, I've had homeless kids. I've had, you know, kids in abusive houses. Um, I've had it all. And, but, but a lot of times the kids that, that that's just really really got issues they, they probably won't make it because the issue's just too too great for me to even deal with they, mm -hmm. they're not going to come to school they're not going to do the things and then they just can't be a part of what we're doing hmm. and, I, and I think that it's important as a as a coach to have have a little bit of of awareness of that and that you know if you're a coach and if probably, you know, you have some other job, whether it's a teacher, other job that you're doing, and then you have things, you know, if in your personal life, your family and everything, like you, you get stretched pretty thin, pretty quick. And, and to, you know, you want to do the best that you can, especially for those players who are, you know, in, in maybe really difficult situations. But sometimes like what you said earlier, like you might not have the, the resources or the time or whatever to really be able to, to help them the way you want to, but maybe you can find somebody who can, or maybe you can connect them with somebody who, who is some, a good resource for them to go to. And, and like you said, sometimes like just basketball just isn't going to be something they can do if they are, you know, in, in a sense, fighting for their survival and, and fighting just to, to make it through every day. I think it's important for coaches to realize that too, as well. Yeah. If you don't know your kids, you know, mm -hmm. you, you're gonna, to me, I mean, what are you, what are you really doing this for? Because, I mean, winning is a byproduct. If you have a relationship with your kids, they're gonna, that's just like anybody. If, if I have a relationship with you, I'm willing to go the extra mile for you. I'm willing to do more for you as opposed to if I don't have a relationship and I feel like you just want me to go out and help you win or, you know, it's like it really doesn't matter at that point. Mm -hmm. And I, I've been in those situations where I felt like a coach didn't really care about me as a person because they never visited. They, they didn't know the things that we were going through. And, sure. you know, the benefit I have is that, it, you know, a lot of these kids may come from rough neighborhoods. I can always show up in these neighborhoods. I can always, because I'm not just a teacher, the kids are going to vouch for me and they're, they're going to all come and speak because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go out of my comfort zone to meet them in their communities, to go to their homes, to see how they look, you know, how they're living. And, and to me, that matters to parents because once they, now you have some parents that's going to, you know, they're going to use this and use you and they'll try to stretch you thin because they constantly need, need, need. But <laughs> I you have to have a cutoff point and, you know, you, you don't want to coddle a kid and just, you know, do everything for them. I want to teach them how to do it. Sure. And tell them things that they need to do as opposed to me continue to take your kid. You know, it's nothing worse than you dropping a kid off from practice. And, you know, the cars are in the yard. You know, you can come and get your child. This is not my job. So this year I have a policy where I'm not picking up a kid and 
and, and taking the kid home, you need to call a teammate or you, your parents need to work it out because a lot of times they will take advantage of it. <laughs> but, you know, some kids, they, they, they may can't have to, and, and then I'll deal with those kids, you know, accordingly. So. Mm. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think that, I think you, you, you do bring up a really good point that, you know, it's something that I, I considered as somebody who has a couple times not really coached in an environment where, where I lived in. And I think it was really important for my players to kind of see me like out in the neighborhood or like out in the area or, you know, see them, you know, outside of a basketball setting, because I, I think it is true, especially for, for those tougher players, because of my experience, and you could probably speak to this too, a lot of the, those players who, who may be the ones that we consider to be more difficult, they, they do have, in, in my experience, a lot of them have issues with like trust. And they don't necessarily trust, especially when it comes to adults that, you know, maybe, maybe they've had adults who've lied to them or adults who just haven't, um, you know, been there or been absent. And so if you, if you think that you have a player, you know, 15 years old, who's had almost like 15 years of experience of that, then a player or a coach who's coming in that they're meeting for the first time, like that, that trust will not be there. Like there, there's, it's an investment kind of like what you've talked about. Like you really have to invest and understand that, these kids may not have had the best adults in their life, some of them, and that you're going to have to, going to have to earn it. <laughs> you're going to have sure. to work for it for sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, it goes both ways. You know, I want mm -hmm. them to earn my trust. I don't come in expecting every kid just because I'm the coach. This is, this is the way we're going to do it. It's not the way I work. So it's sure. like, I want to earn your trust, but I also have to model and to be a man of my word. I've had kids call me out at halftime because, um, we, 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 we was in a tournament and, you know, one of my best offensive players, I kept telling him, if, you, if you're going to be selfish and this and that, you know, I'm going to sit you. And one of the kids, you know, I, I let them speak up. And he said, Coach, you said you was going to sit him. He, he's being selfish. And I said, you know what, you're right. <laughs> you know, but I think the kids, I, you know, kids will hold you accountable. Sure. And I love, I mean, they know that I'm in charge and, you know, I'm running the program. But I, I want to make this experience for them one of the best experiences. And I'm not going to allow one player to be disruptive um, and, and just mess it up for everybody. That to me, that's not, that's not, that can't happen. Mm -hmm. And I think coaches have to make decisions that's for the betterment of the program. And I tell parents that all the time, like your priority is your son. My priority is the program. Mm -hmm. So we never going to see eye to eye. <laughs> you know, we, we just have different priorities. Sure. Yeah. And, and that, that actually ties right into uh, the next question I was going to ask about, you know, one of, one of the things I know some coaches, they, they get concerned about is when they have a team where, you know, the, the team culture and the team chemistry is, is pretty positive and, and, and everything's like run, is, is running pretty smooth. And then there's this concern about, you know, if the, this, this tough, tougher player or this player of more of an attitude comes on board and then they're worried about, you know, disrupting that environment and now worried about what that's going to do to team culture and team chemistry. So I wanted to ask you, like, how do you, you know, maintain that, that, that positive culture and, and make sure that the players you know, understand like, all right, this is what we're doing. Here's our culture. This is what we expect while also like knowing that, okay, this, this tougher player is going to maybe be coming in and it's going to take them a little bit longer potentially to kind of get with the culture and the standards and, and really buy in. How do you kind of balance when maybe like everybody else seems to be ready to go and, and good and then you have a player who's, 
just just taking more time to buy in. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's not sure. easy. Every year is different. Yep. Um, because a lot of times when you when you're filling out your roster and you're having your coaches meetings and and you kind of know I've had kids a tougher player who he just gets everybody going. You know, whether they're yeah. afraid of him or he just – it's like, you know, we can use that to kind of, you know, to, to get everybody going. But then halfway through the year, you know, you, you because you, a lot of times you don't know what goes on in your locker room. You're not there all the time. You don't, you don't really know the dynamics that the kid, kids have amongst each other when you're not there. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I try to be transparent, and I ask the kids to be transparent to where I'll come in throughout the season – and I'll get our captains. I'll get kids who, who basically are the last one on the bench and ask them, you know, what do they think the chemistry is? What do they think we are as a team? And then they would they would be honest and say, you know, I feel like this person is, is dragging us down because he has this, these people following him. And I feel like we divided type thing. I'll address it. I'll address it as a, as a um, group. And if we don't give it fixed, I'm quick to tell a player, you probably don't have a future in this program after this season. You know, I'll get through it and do what I have to do. And I've had kids transfer. Um, I had kids leave. And I've had kids that just turn it around and they, they understand. And, you know, they, 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 they've been good for the program. Yeah. And, and, I, and so I think, it, I think that that is a big concern that the player can, like, divide, divide a team or just kind of, you know, have so much influence that you know the the more of the, the the negative things that they might be doing might be you know dragging people in, in in the wrong direction and so like you said I think it's really important to kind of talk to your players and kind of get a feel of what's going on because like you said you know there's a lot of other things that go on when you're not there <laughs> when you're not around in the locker room or you're not around in, in those situations a lot of other things uh, take place for sure and it sounds like for you like there's a certain point where it's it's almost like not worth it. Like you're not going to risk all of this that you've built with everybody else just because you want to work with this player. And like if this player at a certain point like isn't getting with it or isn't you know following the the, the standards, then then maybe that your program isn't right for them. I, I'm sure, like you said, it's different for everybody. But it sounds like it sounds like to you that there's a certain point where. It's almost like this this relationship isn't isn't working. Am I am I right in thinking that? Absolutely. And, you know, I have this term, and I tell my coaches, we have to protect the babies. <laughs> and, and and what that means is is that a lot of times the seniors, the juniors and seniors, aren't easily influenced by no one. It's always the younger players, and I always keep a great deal of young players in my in my program. So I have to make sure when I look at these young players, what like. Who, who's influencing these young players? Sure. You know, and that, you know, because the older players, you know, they, they, they've been through there. Usually if you're a junior or senior with me, you've come through the program. So you kind of understand what I expect. So if it's just a kid that's coming in, you know, if, if my upperclassmen aren't holding them accountable, then I have to, you know. Yeah. And then it's all about protecting the babies. I'm always looking because if these kids are going to come up through my program, I need for people to lead them the right way in a positive yeah. so you know I don't I, I can be honest I haven't had man I probably can count on maybe three or four kids that that were kind of you know negative negative influence and they never lasted they, mm -hmm. they didn't last and 
you know, it is, and I still have a relationship with them. They respect me. It's just one of those things that I, I, I tell them, like, this is my job, and I have to make sure that I maintain this experience for all of the kids in our program. Not that I don't love you, but you just don't fit what we're trying to do. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I will help you to make sure that you graduate if there's something you want to do. And a lot of times kids don't know how to take that. It's like he don't want me to play, but he's still willing to help me <laughs> for me. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I tell them they miss out because I feel like it's so much that they can learn from being in our program. So sure. You know, yeah. I can still give you that outside of our program, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> Right, you haven't like written them off completely as people or anything like that. And no. I see so many coaches do that, um, mm -hmm. coach. And I, I just think that that's these are kids. We, I think we've all seen kids that we. I know a lot of kids that I thought either was going to end up in jail or dead. That's the direction they were headed in, and then they turned out to be, you know, entrepreneurs, businessmen, and they're doing well. So yeah. you know, we kids. You know, people change, especially kids. They they need a little. Sometimes they need a little pick-me-up and they need a little direction. So I'm not going to write a kid off because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't fit in, in what we're trying to do with our program. Right. Because it's not, you're, you're not just looking at them as like, you're just a basketball player. And if you're not a basketball player, then you don't exist to me. It's like, well, you're still a person. <laughs> you're still right. a person who, who, you know, you care about. You, you put some time into them, you know, to try and, and, and get them, you know, with, with basketball. And if it didn't work out, there was still an investment that you had. You still care about that person. So, yeah. so you still want them to, to be successful. And, you know, maybe they're just not in a position where it's going to work with basketball, but that doesn't mean that they can't be successful elsewhere in life. <laughs> and can't do other things, of course. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I completely agree with that, that thinking. Now, to, to kind of move this into a slightly different direction, we, we also coach, you know, what we consider like tougher players who may, maybe they are bought in, you know, may, maybe they are bought in and they really want to do well and, and, and they, they want to be a part of the program and they just have situations where, you know, they struggle with being on time or maybe they, you know, kind of lash out at practice or lash out in a game, you know, every once in a while, it just sort of flares up like that. So I'm just curious uh, about your experience of like what needs to happen and what you try to do with those players who you can see like I, I know that they're trying but they're they're just having those lapses and those struggles I, I honestly I haven't had very many of those but I also when, when I see a kid kind of kind of going through that I make sure I talk I talk to the players about it too and we we do that I, I've said in circles to where there was no basketball discussed, but it was more so tapping into the things that really, you know, that's really at the heart of the kids that make them upset, the things in their personal lives that really, you know, a lot of them was like, my dad passed away or, you know, I feel like my dad never really been here for me and my mom doesn't give me any attention. And you dive into it. And, I, and what I've learned is that a lot of times the teammates, if, if you have a strong program, the team, the, the, the other guys can rally around this kid to make them feel like they're part of something. And that's what, that's what I've done in the past. It's just, it's just more so if I got one of those kids, I'm letting everybody know, like, this kid, like, he needs y'all, like, he needs y'all to support him and be there. And it, 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 it's worked, mm -hmm. you know. It, it, and, I mean, it would have to be a situation I haven't had. Like, a kid knows that I don't take – you're not going to backtalk me. You're not going <laughs> to – it's certain things I tell them I will not be disrespected because that's not going to look good for you. Like, and so we don't really have that, you know, 
I've 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 enjoyed these past four years has been amazing. Um, the kids and you know a lot of kids haven't even if, if they don't play basketball. I know a lot of kids are not going to go to college to play ball, but at least go to the college or the military, and we're going to talk about it. Like I I want you to be able to do something with yourself, and you're not going to sit around and work at Walmart. If you if that's what you choose to do, it's fine. Support it, but if if you got higher aspirations. I'm going to help you get there. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Yeah. And I'm going to pull my resources together and, you know, to get those kids where they need to be. And I think that with, with just having your players, you know, sort, sort of talk to each other and kind of talk as a team, like you really get a lot of like good information about things that are going on and, and that, you know, some of our players are, are in need of a support system from their peers, especially, and they need to know that, you know, they have people who are there for them. And, and I think it's, I think it's great. And it definitely need like a coach and an adult figure to do that. But we also have, and I know I do too, and I'm sure you do as well. You know, we have a lot of players who they need like good peers as well. They like people in their neighborhood or people maybe around them like that are their age are, are not good influences and maybe don't necessarily have like a great vision or plan or any plan for what they're going to do like in the future. And that's all that they see around them. And so it sounds like to you, what's important is that they also have, you know, people their age who can kind of build each other up and kind of, you know, make sure that hopefully that they're staying on the right track. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I had, I remember having, and this is before I got to the high school when I was coach at AAU, I invited a kid to my house um, to eat dinner with me and my family. And we were, um, I remember the meal, we had spaghetti and salad and we're sitting at the table and he just paused. He said, hold up. He said, I have never sat at a table to eat with my family ever. And to me, those things, you don't know if you don't actually tap into these kids, because to me, if I can be that guy, that man that sparks a kid to be very successful and happy, I, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back, you know, <laughs> you know, because I think that's so important. I think we all should, should work to leave a legacy, and it's not even based on wins and losses. Sure. How many kids actually come back and communicate with you? How many kids want to know how you're doing? And when you see them, they talk about the fun that they had just playing for you. And, and they can actually just come up to you because it's real. You know, my kids, like I said, they know that I'm a coach, I'm a teacher. But I think they respect me as a person because I carry, I, I make sure that I carry myself in a respectful way and I respect them and who they are and where they are. Yeah. And I just want to help them, whatever they, they seek, how can I help you? How can I help you reach your goals? And that story that you mentioned, I have one that's almost exactly like that, but it's almost in like in the opposite direction in which I had a player who said the same thing that they had really never like really sat down to like eat a meal with their family. And what I thought was so interesting about that particular person was that their parents were active they were involved it seemed in their in their kids life but they were just so you know busy and I put that in quotes whether it was with work or other things that they like never they never did it and this was a well-off pretty pretty affluent like neighborhood I know that this kid lived in I think they were doing pretty well financially and so 
it, it could be any player, you know, it could be any sort of player who has a situation like that. Even if like everything looks like it's all together, even like there could be things going on. Like, and, and I think you don't, you don't want to make assumptions. And just like on the other end, you don't want to make assumptions. I think with players who you're like, Oh, I know what sort of neighborhood that they come in, but you know, you meet their family and they're, they're doing pretty well and they're providing as best as they can. And they have good influences that way. So like no, no real assumptions. I think either way, it's kind of just all come down to getting to know your players. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that we all make in general is that we always assume it. Um, and you have, we have to get to know, we gotta, we gotta know. And I think that, 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 that's what separate the good coaches mm-hmm. from, from the great coaches. So, so I, I think that one of the things I'm, I'm sort of, sort of getting from, um, when you're describing your team and describing your program is that players kind of before they even come in or before they, they try out, they kind of already know like the standard and they know like okay, like if I'm going to go play basketball, like I know that this, this is going to happen. And it, fe- and it, and it feels like it, this has saved you like a lot of time and has maybe saved you a lot of conversations because it's, it's out there and, and everybody like kind of knows like what your program is. So I just kind of wanted to like touch on that like briefly. Is, is that something that took you a bit of time to do to kind of get like the message out about what your program stands for what was that process of like getting everybody to kind of know even if they didn't play basketball to like know like okay I know that this is what you know coach Evans program is all about right I I think the biggest thing is that you know I I make sure that I establish relationships with parents um I think that's so important you know if, if you're willing to show up and support your kid I know you love your kid let me let me tell you a little bit about myself and, and I make sure for the parents, I model. You're not, they're not going to ever see me out doing things in the community, drinking. And, hey, I, I, I come home. I'm a family man. Yeah. And not only that, I think the kids speak, speak for me. You know, a lot of my players, I've had kids come to me and say, so-and-so told me that I shouldn't even try out. And, and I'm like, why did they say that? And then I talk to the kid. I was be like, he's lazy. Like, you're not going to put up with that. Like, or he, he doesn't, like, he's the jerk in the classroom. Like, he, I tell them that Coach Evans is not going to put up with that. So I think a lot of times, you know, when kids come up through our program and they come through our camps, they get a feel of what we're about. And they kind of see the transformation in a lot of those kids um, that come through our program. And, you know, you can see the maturity level. And I see a lot of those young guys at our games. And to see them, you know, enter our school as freshmen, it's like, man, you know, We've, these kids been watching us for a long time, so we got to make sure that, you know, we're doing things the right way so, you know, they want to be a part of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and like, the, me- the message kind of gets out, and so it's, it sounds like it's really helpful that, you know, even those incoming freshmen, they've probably had an opportunity to, like, either see your program or, you know, hear about your program and understand, like, oh, like, okay, this is what it's going to be. And I think that also what you mentioned is like your players, especially those upperclassmen, if, if they can say that message and they can let, let those younger players know, even before they think about trying to try out for your program, like what, what better thing is there than that? <laughs> if your players are the ones doing the talking and letting, letting them know what, what's going on. Um, and so I, I, I guess just to kind of pivot a, a, a little bit too, to, you know, we kind of talk about tough players is your experience with, with parents, has that always been like kind of smooth because you the expectations are there? Has there been some work that you've had to do maybe with even getting like parents on board? How's, how's that process been? 
it's it's been a mix. It's mm-hmm. it's been mixed because I've had. I mean, for the most part, overall, I have good parents. Sure. Um, you have some that you know. Some think that son are, are superstars because they're the best player on my team, and you know they trans. You you can get kids that transfer out, but for the most part, it's been okay because I'm willing to have an honest conversation with them. You know, I don't I don't need a, an administrator or anybody there. We like I like let's 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 cool down. And let's sit down and let's talk about it. And I, I always tell my parents to, you know, before you come to me, let's teach these young men how to advocate for themselves. If they're not playing or they're unhappy, my door is always open. Like, I'm not a person that they can't come and talk to. So when they come to you and they complain, how about you tell them to come and talk to me? And then they can relay that information to you. And that, that cuts down a lot of frustration because if they don't learn how to advocate for themselves, what happens when they leave here? And, and, you know, they're looking for mom and dad to save them. And, you know, mom and dad can't, can't go and argue with the real world. You know, there's no mm-hmm. person there, you know. So, you know, it, for the most part, it's, it, it works. But then you find some parents that's just over the top. And I just take it with a grain of salt because, I, to me, I, I think that's more about the parent than myself. And a lot of times I found that kids are okay. The kids have already talked to me and the parents just can't let go. You know, the parents have their issues with everything or playing time or how I'm coaching their kid, but the kids are fine Mm -hmm. because the kids can tell me that you're right. And, you know, then I realized that there's a disconnect at home with the parent and the child. So, you know, but I always say I'm not coaching parents, you know, (laughs) I I will, I will speak to parents, but I'm not coaching parents. Yeah. Yeah. Coach these kids. And um, I, I found that too. I, I think I've really learned that over the past few years, how that, that disconnect can definitely exist between where the players are at and where the parents are at. And that the conversation you can have with one of your players might be a wildly different conversation than you would have with their parents. They're like, oh, so it's like maybe this parent's really upset, but the kid's perfectly fine. Kid's just exactly. happy to be on the team and happy to be around all their friends and happy to be working hard and being around the game. And it's like the parents who are the ones who – seem to have an issue and you know that that's an issue that's you know a a lot different and uh, I like what you mentioned about having kids advocate for themselves because I try and you know I tell my players and and, and my students as well like if you don't speak you're you're going to be spoken for and so if if you want to have a voice like you you better you need to communicate with me and and it sounds like um, that's something for the for the most part players know with you like um, the door's open like let's just have a conversation let's like hear what's going on and and let's, let's see if we can figure something out. And I think that one of the things that, that seems that really helps you too, and so I just want to kind of touch on this as well, is that it's really important for you also as a coach to be holding yourself to the same standards that you're holding your players to. I, I'm just curious for you and, uh, on that level, is that – is that something that you're always kind of mindful of? Like, okay, these are the standards I know I need to be holding myself to, or is it like something where you're, you don't have to be thinking about it because you already know that you conduct yourself a certain way. I guess I'm just curious about you holding yourself to those same standards. Yeah, I I do. I'm always on time. I'm always punctual. Um, If I, if I say it, I mean it. Um, And and I'm a doer, you know, I, I have a lot of my kids come to my classroom and, you know, that's different in itself because I can see them outside of the court, you know, off the court and see how they conduct themselves. Of course, in my classroom, they're going to behave a certain way. 
But I, I make sure that, man, I, when I look in the mirror, I know who I am. And I, I always feel like I live right. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm a spiritual guy. So my validation, I only need validation from God. I don't, I don't need no validation from other people. I just don't. So I make sure that every day when I wake up that I'm a faithful husband, I'm the best father I can be, the best son, I'm the best coach, and the best teacher I can be every single day. And, and I feel good about that. And, you know, a lot of people, I feel like I'm, I have somewhat of a mystique because I, I, the people never see me. <laughs> Unless I'm in a community doing something in the community, or maybe I see a bunch of kids out and I go out, um, you know, and just say hello to the kids. But I, I feel like I do, I live right. Mm -hmm. So the coaching and everything else come easy. So when it comes to a standard, I live by a certain standard. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I... I, I can, I stand on it. It's sure. just who, who I am. Sure. And I, I think that that, I think that's important for a, a coach to just be also thinking about when you think about, you know, setting the standards for your team and, and what you want your team to be held accountable. It's like, well, what do you as a coach, what do you as a person stand for? Like what matters to you? What are the things that you value? And, and what are the things that you as well are, are, are holding yourself to? Um, so that way the players understand that like, oh yeah, well, coach is right along with me that, you know, I can't say that coach isn't doing these things because he's always on time or, you know, always acting a certain way. And, and I'm right there with you on the punctuality thing. I'm, that's huge for me. <laughs> I know for me personally, like whew, being on time, like that matters. <laughs> Tardiness, like driving crazy. So well, we're on the same boat with that. Great. So I want to talk about uh, here are some some success stories because I, I know that, that that that's always fun to be able to kind of share. Do you, do you have some stories of uh, whether it's like with teams or players of you know things that may have looked a certain way at the beginning, but by the end like things were were turned out really well? Do you have any stories of that that you could share? I have one now that's um man I, I actually <laughs> chills just talking about him. Uh, this kid is five foot I mean five foot eight and and that's a stretch. <laughs> You know, he was, he, I think it was his father passed away in 2014 and he came to one of our basketball camps and he was trying to fight one of our players who was assistant at camp. He ended up punching an administrator and got sent to alternative school in middle school. So this kid was like, uh, he was, he was pretty bad off. And he, he made the team, um, he made the JV team as a freshman. He didn't know anything about basketball. He just, you know, we, we kept him because I guess because he was so little, it's like, man, let's try to help him. And he has put in work. I mean, the kid, if you just look at his academics over the past four years, like he's an AB student now. Um, and last night we had a workout and I had a, a junior college coach stop by the gym and he just said, who is that? And I, and, and I, I already knew this kid has one of the prettiest jump shots in the state of Virginia just because of he, he works. He works and he really cares about basketball. And to get this kid in school, you know, I just told a Division three coach that I'll talk about this kid for the rest of my career because I've seen him grow from this kid who, who lost his father, alternative school, bad grades, attitude, and to see the maturity he can carry a conversation now. And I mean, he still has work to do, but, you know, he FaceTimes me so late sometimes. I said, listen, I got a wife and kid. <laughs> I have kids and a wife at the house. You need to hear me. And he'll laugh. But 
you know, to me, that's what it's all about. And, and I credit that not only to myself and the coaches, the teachers being supported, the guidance counselors being supportive and understanding, you know, what our program is about. And this kid is, you know, man, he, I, I just, I don't know. I, he just makes me smile when I think of him because he's so small, but he plays, he's tough. He's the toughest kid that I've had in this program. Yeah. yeah. That, wow. That's, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's one of those where you kind of realize like it's, it's all sort of been worth it. It seems <laughs> yes. like everything has been, everything has been worth it. And so was it with, with that particular player and, and, and other players as well, is it, was it just, you know, making sure that you like stay the course and just keep the conversations going? Or was, was there a lot of conversations you had to have with that particular player along the career? Like what was the kind of the process of keeping this, keeping this player on the right track and helping him stay the course? A lot of conversations, um, sure. a lot of conversations with, with me and, and, and my staff and, and to, you know, the kid has trust issues, you know, and he, he's willing to talk about his father and how he felt through that time. And, you know, he's, he laughs. And even one of the teachers at the alternative school, he said, you know, the kid came to the school and he said, he, you know, he said, I told him, you know, I was trying to get him corrected. And he cursed me out and told me that he would, he would whoop my, you know, and he said, he said, he just, I just walked up to him and he was fist balled up and he wants to fight me so bad. He said, I squeezed him and told him I loved him. He said, after about five minutes, the kid fell asleep. <laughs> you know, so the kid even laughs because he's like, man, I, I can't even believe like I was that person, you know. So it's a process though, you know, um, but, but a lot of it is just conversation. You know, I can pull up in the community that he lives in and, you know, it's not the greatest community, but, you know, everybody in that community respects him because they say all he want to do is play basketball. He, he's not interested in anything else. And I think that says a lot. So I said, man, this kid really cares. I need to give him a little more. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's the one that I'll be like, hey, I'm coming to get you. Let's go get something to eat. And, you know, he, he you know, he, he's just he's just a special kid. And I think I see special in all of my kids. Um, although my relationship with each kid is different, you know, as if I got five children, so all of my, my relationship, I love them all the same, but, you know, they all have different needs. Sure. You know, they're all different, so my players are the same. But this kid is, you know, this kid is, I, I'm just excited about his future and, you know, and what he, he become. I told him it's just the beginning, so, yeah. you know, he hangs on to every word I say, too, so it's like I, I know that I got to, you know, I got to be right because I don't, I'm sure. not going to to him I'm always honest with them so sure and and I think that that's a good point too is like if you have a if you have a player who like really like looks up to you and really needs you for guidance then just just kind of be aware of like oh like I got to make sure that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm on point and everything like that too because you know the player's kind of counting on me maybe as as a role model or as like a guide as to you know how an adult should behave or you know how what what an adult even looks like uh, um, and it could be a, a lot of uh, responsibility it could be a little overwhelming at times but I think you and I kind of both agree like there's kind of nothing greater than that feeling of knowing that a player feels that way and you know like you have the opportunity to kind of make that impact on them and Absolutely. it also sounds like too what 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 helps you in this process of whether it's coaching you know what we would call tough or difficult players it sounds like you when you look at a player you are looking at where you think they can be and where they could get rather than like almost how they are in the moment 
Like you, uh, am I right in thinking that, that you're kind of seeing like, I know that this is where we can get you. This is where you're at right now, but, but let's work together. Cause I see this for you in the future. Absolutely. I think, I think a lot of times we, when you say tough players, we have to stop focusing on the tough because I think there's good in every kid. There's a reason why that kid is, is, you know, is labeled as a tough kid. So I focus on the good, like what, Mm -hmm. what is, you know, I pay attention to how they interact and, you know, with, with their peers in the school. And, you know, I'm just like, how can I tap into that? And if they're in our program, it makes it a lot easier because I have time and I can, you know, I can spend more time as opposed to if they're not playing with us, I'm not going to have as much time devoted to a kid because, you know, we, we're practicing and it's constantly basketball. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I see, I try to see the good in everyone until they show me different. Mm-hmm. You know, that's even, that's even with adults. So yeah. when it comes to kids, I'm like, these are kids. Like, they can change. This is, no kid is, you're not the way you was in high school. No <laughs> one, and if, it, if you are, something is wrong, you know. So I always look at the future of the kid and, and see what do they want to do. If they don't know, I'm like, okay, you know, you got time. But if you don't know, then how about you, you ever considered doing this? Mm-hmm. And I've had kids join. Um, I have two kids that's in the Marine Corps. And I remember one coming to me and in the, in the class, he said, coach, I need to talk to you like right now. And we're in the classroom and it's just me and him. And he talks about he's depressed. He's going through depression. And, you know, I, I, I'm not an expert on depression, but at the same time, I told him that I truly appreciate him coming to me about that mm-hmm. because he didn't know if he wanted to go to, he had an opportunity to play uh, Division three football. And then he had the, you know, the armed forces there and he chose the Marine Corps and it's been good. And he, you know, he shouted me out on Twitter, <laughs> which actually brought tears to my eyes yeah. because he said, you know, when a coach cares more about the person that you are, as opposed to, you know, you've been a player, it means everything. And to me, that's what it's all about because I've never met this kid parents senior night. He had friends walk him to get, you know, his senior award. And mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even get into, you know, where are your parents? Because to me, you don't, if you, if you, I told him, if you go into service, like it's going to be a struggle, but it's so much you can learn and you don't have to stay there a lifetime, but you know, you're, you, you work hard as anyone and, and, you know, you can, you can figure it out as you go, but you know, once you get out of the, uh, the Marine Corps, you will be better off than if you, if you didn't go sure. and you just kind of sat around. So that's been a good thing. And I said, if it don't work out, don't blame me. I'm just telling you because you have to make this decision. Like, you know, we all have options, and once you make a decision, you know, stick to it and, you know, look as a, as a lesson if, if you feel like it didn't work out. It's not – you never make mistakes when you're trying to do something better yourself. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and, and that, you know, make the decision. Like, if that's a decision that you feel comfortable with, you know, great, let's do it. And if it doesn't work out, like, that's okay. Like, there, there will be other decisions now, other, other paths that, that we can make as well. And, and I think that that's, that's really important too. And, and I really like that message, again, when a, when a coach – cares more about the player or the person than the player like you would think that a lot of coaches feel that way but <laughs> sometimes it's good just to just to hear that you know recognition yeah. and understand that like my players know that I care more about them as people like who I, I think I was preaching that message but okay I'm glad that you guys got that too right. so <laughs> always good to have that reassurance yeah absolutely so uh, to, to wrap up, Coach, there's a couple questions that I, that I ask uh, every guest here. So I'll start with this first one. Uh, what is a coaching moment from, from your coaching career that you think others listening would be able to learn from? 
Um, Coach, I, uh, to be honest, I don't even I don't even think I have moment because I think every season with every player is a moment within itself. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that I always say is that um, you know life is short, and and to me, the one thing I think a lot of times with coaches and you know a lot of people don't throw the word love out um, a lot, but if you if you ever around me, even my friends and my family, I just tell everybody I love them, and I do, and I and I think you know from my moments, I think that the moment that you tell a kid that and you really mean it, you know, it it matters. And listen to them. Listen to them and tell them that you love them and continue to build that relationship. And that, you know, that, that goes a long way. I feel like it's helped me because I've had a kid who was homeless that played for me. He, he couldn't, he couldn't, because we had a 2.0 policy at our school. And the kid never could meet the grip. By the time he get the basketball season, he never played. But my first year was his senior year. And I worked with that kid because he said, Coach, I want to play for you. Because I had already established that relationship before. I want to play for you, play for you. So, you know, I just kind of say, hey, you got to make sure that your grades are good. And he, he, he made the team. And he was the first kid in his family, to get, to, I mean, the first person in his family to get a, um, to get a high school diploma. And they were living in, in a hotel, you know, um, him, him and his brother. So to me, the kid knew. And, and to this day, he when he sees me, he just runs to me. And he's a he's a big kid, and you know his <laughs> brothers graduated this past year, and he was like, "Look, we all got our diplomas." And to me, that's so special because he told his brothers about about me. So the time that they were in school, although they didn't play for me, the relationship was there. So if they ever got into any trouble, I'm one of the few people that can actually they can come to. And you know, I, I'm hoping that they they figured out, you know. But I, I felt like I've done the best I could, and those kids knew that I cared. Yeah, no, that's 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 great, and and <laughs> just I just picturing this kid running to you. Right, <laughs> that's, right. that's funny, but no, that's that that's great, and and those little moments there where like that message connects, and it's yeah, I mean those those are the best moments, like you said, uh, uh, those are great. Um, thank you for sharing that. So. Uh, to to wrap up then, uh, what I what I tell every guest is I give them uh, what I call like my sixty second soapbox, where they can discuss, get out a final thought, a closing message, a final idea to kind of leave our listeners with. So, uh, Coach, I'm going to go ahead and, and and give you the floor to kind of give give out that sixty second soapbox for that message. Well, for me, I ha I have to build this up because I think Sorry. we all want to win championships. Mm -hmm. um, and for me. I think if every coach look at every player's relationship as a championship, you'll fill up your trophy case. Um, because to me, that the, the, you know, just a trophy, I can go in any hardware store or, or sports store and buy me a trophy. But the experience and the relationship that you have with each individual kid, to me, is more valuable than any trophy that, that, that you can win. So for any, any coach that's listening to this, my thing is, if, if you want championships, you know, start with every player on your bench, even, even your managers and your coaches. And, and I promise you like this job will be, it will be well worth it. Wow. I, I've, I've, I, I'm surprised I've never heard of that quote before because it's such a good one about just like, every, like the, the way you define championships. Yes. That's really good. That is, I have a lot. Uh, I have a lot coach. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's, I mean, when you think about it that way, like, my trophy case is pretty full. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that's really good. And I think it just tie, ties all back into, you know, what do you define success as? Like, what is your ultimate goal? 
And, you know, when you think about coaching basketball, like, oh, you know, this ultimate goal is to build a championship. But if your ultimate goal is to, you know, make an impact and a positive influence on kids' life, then how many championships do we have already? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. And I think that that's, that, that's great. And that, that's a great way to kind of kind of leave us off with. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a really good quote. I like that a lot. So, Coach, I, I want to thank you for uh, spending some time, you know, talking about kind of your experience and talking about, uh, you know, we started about talking with, you know, what we call tough players, but, you know, just so much more about just relationships and, you know, putting your heart into, into these kids and pour, pouring your love into these kids and uh, just all the great success stories that we talked about as well. So I think that this is really great, really fulfilling, really enriching, and just a lot to, to you know, really think about and, and hopefully use in, in, in the best manner going forward. So Coach Evans, thank you so much uh, for, for spending some time talking about this. Best of luck going forward and um, just keep doing up the great work that you're doing. All right. Thanks for having me again, Coach. You stay safe and, and continue the good work. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. And thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this was another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you next time.